Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number is 210-308-8867, but Calvin's answering a question off the air, and you're welcome to come visit us here at 1604 and Bull Road. Uh, we'd love to have you uh, uh, here and uh, visiting with us. It's a nice, bright, sunny day. Now, there are some clouds in the sky, but they're big old, white, fluffy clouds, so uh, this is a, a good day to come on over. Uh, lots of folks uh, uh, getting lots of stuff and uh, some... The Vincas. Uh, yeah. We have a few Vincas. Great Vincas. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Are we are we not doing zinnias anymore? Or is zinnia season over? I see some, I think, way in the back. What is it? Zinnias. Remember the Calvin likes zinnias? Uh, no, but I you. you don't plant zinnias in the summer. Oh, okay. Is that what Neil says? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Calvin, get settled there. Oh, I thought I thought Kevin was distracted, so that's why I said that. Oh, okay. Oh, now you can hear. We've got to be careful. Uh-oh. So zinnias are great. Yeah, I'm Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Yeah, Kevin had a good article in uh, yesterday's paper about uh, help your lawn thrive in the summer. And he talks about the, some tips that you can use on that. Uh, I, I guess we've got that. We've got some of that in the archives. Okay. Oh, <laughs> we're still still identifying this plant. No, oh, all right. I don't know it. I don't know it either. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Except when Calvin jumped the tracks and uh, and recommended buffalo grass. I know. I was wondering if you were over that today, but uh... yeah, I'm over that. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, I'm surprised that Calvin's over that. Uh, the uh, this week in the garden, uh, Calvin recommends a color for full sun. And uh, talks about all the most of the plants that are on sale today. Mm-hmm. Or many weekend. of them. Yeah, Gold Star Esperanza. A lot of people were buying it yesterday. Firebush, uh, Pontiana, Trialis, Duranta, uh, Salvia, and Lantana. All of those, but Duranta and Firebush are question? deer proof in most neighborhoods. Oh, especially. That's, that's don't, don't interrupt that guy. You're going to the bathroom. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He looked like he had a question. He was giving Calvin that. I got a question. I. Uh, but anyway, I, I, we found a lady that doesn't like blue plumbago. No, I know. 
She came up here and, and she said. But she was I, honest with you they, on her answer. Yeah. They, uh, they brought, as I was walking out yesterday, they were unloading uh, uh, several tray, uh, several racks full of a beautiful blue plumbago. And they're short and growing in a, I guess they're in the one gallon. Uh, number number that, one. Not only that, she kind of dispelled a lot of our beliefs. Uh, she said yeah, uh, she was her Laura, Laura Petalum was growing in the <laughs> uh, afternoon sun and uh, uh, but, a lot of other things. I said, uh, but she said, I said, why don't you like blue plumbago? She said, because everybody has it and it grows real well. I said, that's why everybody has no, it. It's, it's, no, she was honest with you. You said, because everybody's got it. It's all over town. Yeah. And you said, do you know why that is? Because it does so well. <laughs> but I don't want it. But at least she was honest with you. She, she knew why everybody had it. Uh, that, uh, the, the, the Laura Pendulum thing uh, it's just, it kind of bothers me a bit. I yeah. I haven't seen it. I've seen it in wintertime in uh, isolated places with just the right mix of sun, and yeah. that it's prospered. But if I've, they've if they've uh, pre bed prepared the bed, uh, you know, with sphagnum peat, it likes an acid soil, yeah, acidic soil. Well, and it certainly hasn't seemed to uh, like our afternoon sun at all. Yeah, right. But anyhow, but, but I wouldn't I wouldn't fool with uh, that blue plumbago. It's growing growing too well and blooming too well all over town. Yeah, <laughs> the trays have come running. Yeah, up they here. they barely can keep it on the shelf. Uh, no. It's not a shelf, but yeah. Uh, and literally, this was the most the funny thing because you know there's that expression. Yeah, they're buying them as soon as we put them on. You know. Yeah. Two weeks ago or three weeks ago, whenever it was, when he first had them on special, I think they were 488 also. Yeah. They put them on the ground, and people were picking them up. Oh, and they, yeah. They were, there was no... They are full of blooms, and everybody loved them. Yeah. i tell you what, Scott. We mentioned yesterday that uh, Sinisa is big time blooming all over town. Yeah. And, and all the way, all the way south, I drove south and uh, on 37. And I went by a place that had Sinisa blooming. It was in front of a, 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 a track tractor outlet or something. And I, I almost got off 37 and went back to take a picture. Oh, no, you should have. That's how spectacular they were. And another plant that's blooming, I was noticing on the way over here today, is that uh, Mexican olive. Oh, oh, you know Mexican what? olive? Yeah. Yeah, Mexican olive. Yeah, that's spectacular. But for some reason, I had that thing blooming in the fall, mainly. I noticed that. But that thing is you full said that, of You said that for several years, and in the meantime, I thought maybe ours was kind of an aberration. <laughs> but it is covered with blooms right oh, now. Oh, yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah it was weird. I, we drove To get my car, we drove down O'Connor. Yeah. And... There's all these beautiful white crepe myrtles, right. and, and then there's this tree that has blooms. It's, it's similar, but it's fuller, Yeah, the, and it didn't quite look like a crepe myrtle, and I'm like, what is that? <laughs> and I bet that's what it was. That's what that's, it was. Yeah. The blooms are in a bunch. They're in a bunch. 
Yeah, but it's it. And they're white, beautiful white. Yeah, and, and, and they're the evenly le- distributed. That's what I. The leaves might be a little darker too. Yeah, they, oh maybe? yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, and they're okay. they're also, um, you know, Kramer. One of the complaints about it is that it's not a great wildlife plant, but that Mexican olive is. I mean, if you got that, yeah. you got one of those outside Judy's window and the hummingbirds. This is a oh, oh yeah, okay. see the hummingbirds and the. And the black swallowtails, for sure, seem to be to to really like it too. So yeah, that's a if you uh, they're get, they're getting to be more and more available. I think. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. that's what I was fixing to say. Used to you couldn't find them. Yeah, you'd have to go to a every but, every uh, native plant sale. And, yeah, yeah. But to, uh, uh, tra- I, well, Trace and Milburgers have got have gotten some in over the yeah, years. Several, so, several. I know. Well, last year they had some. Nice, small size. In blooming. Yeah, and easy to yeah. plant. I'm and, sure sure there'll be some more. And but. they had them <laughs> down the hill like we walked to our cars, and uh, I walked by them every day and just <laughs> marveled at them. But uh, the ones that are in the landscape now, I mean, they're, they're really blooming a lot. And I guess they also would bloom in the fall and, and winter. Yeah, they are. What I used to know. They're a pretty awesome, good plant. I think they're one of the plants too that has benefited by uh, uh, the warming. Yeah. Less, you know, uh, if the winter is not doesn't have like last year didn't have many freezes, they they really prosper and go. Yeah, yeah. Now, they will freeze down sometime, like the one in front of the Alamo. Yeah, I know. To the right re- side of the door. I remember, I don't know how many years, 20-plus years when we were, when I first, uh, gosh, it must have been maybe 30 years when I first got here, that was, uh, it froze back. Yeah. And uh, that we, we talked about it. That was a big specimen tree. Uh, it, it comes up back in a hurry. Yeah. It's a root system intact. And yeah, and I went out, I, like I, I think I've said on other programs, I I went out there when it came back, and uh, it was blooming, and took a picture of that Mexican olive bloom with a, a Texas flag in the background that flies over the island. Mm. But uh, it, uh, look, looking under that tree at the, at the Alamo, you see stumps. Where, the, where they've had to cut it back after the freeze. Past freezes. Huh? Yeah. But it come back. Yeah. Big time. Anyway, do, do, you can't eat the olives. That's the next question. No. And the... Or uh, you shouldn't eat the olives. Oh, okay. They're, they're, <laughs> they're also, you know, the flowers are very attractive to wildlife, but I've never... The, the olives, uh, the books say that some things eat them. <laughs> But uh, generally, in my yard, they seem to pile up, you know. Yeah. Not, it's not like most of, most of the, you know, persimmons or anything like yeah. that. that the animals get them real quick. It's not a true olive, uh, as we think of all, the edible olive. Looks, It's got a little uh, fruit that's about uh, nickel size. Yeah. Kind of interesting looking fruit, but... What? Wonder if that old big one is still available, still over at uh, Schultz House, behind the Schultz House. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't checked it that, for years. That, that was one of the biggest ones I've ever seen. Yeah, that was a nice one. But anyway, uh, moving on to something else here. 
Calvin's recommended frog eyes and horse herb. Frog he, eyes? He has lost it. What is frog eyes? Frog I don't know. <laughs> well, frog eyes is... You guys obviously haven't studied the certified butterfly garden. No, we Milburn. have not. No, that's not frog uh, fruit, it's, is it? Uh, it's one of the ground covers, and it's uh, it's one of those plants that uh, has kind of t- taken the fancy of the native plant people. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and it is kind of an attractive, you know, our uh, horse herb kind of dominates first thing in the spring. Yeah. And now, now in the certified public garden, the... Uh, certified butterfly garden, the uh, frog, eye? Fra- frog eyes is, grows over the top of it. So hey. it's kind of, kind of an interesting... It outgrows uh, this time of the year. This time of the year. Hey, oh. we, we need to take a quick break, guys. So we're going to take a break early, come back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 938. I know yeah, everybody will be anxious to hear more about frog eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, and we're going to talk Texas Superstars. Millburgers features Texas Superstars this weekend, and Texas Superstars are plants that have a proven track record of doing well in South Texas and throughout the state of Texas. Now, we got some great ones on sale this week. Let's start talking about them. Vinca, Periwinkle, the Cora series is a Texas superstar. They look absolutely gorgeous. You see them blooming around town. And in the four-inch pot, they're now just 98 cents each. You've got to love Blue Plumbago. If you own Blue Plumbago, you love Blue Plumbago. And right now, in the number one pot, 488. Don't wait on this one, because the last time they were taking them off the rack as we were putting them on the ground. Texas Lilac Vitex is blooming all around town. And you can get it right now in the number three container for just eighteen eighty eight. Gold Star Esperanza is on sale. Thoralis is on sale, and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, sixteen oh four on Boulevardy Road. Back to Millburgers Garden, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, don't forget, if it's bugging you, Spider-Man, Warren Remy, and Spider-Man Pest Control can take care of it at your home. They've been doing this since 1976. Um, the coolest thing about Spider-Man is they're going to look at it from a holistic approach, see what's causing the problem, work with you to treat it in a way that you uh, want it done, consult with you. Uh, so you're a part of the process, not just come, spray, leave, and then... I uh, hope it works. Now, they're going to come with and uh, and educate you on what's causing the problem, how you can fix it in the future, and uh, treat the, the situation. Termite control as well. Mosquito control. Uh, if you've got issues with that, there's the into care system, and they've got some other things uh, that you may want to look up and, and take take advantage of. Spider-Man termite pest control uh, right there at 210-656-3721. That's 210 210-656- 656 
3721. And GoSpiderManPest.com will teach you all the things that you need to know about all the things they do. Since Again, since 1976, these are the guys that other people uh, trust and other uh, companies go to, including pest control companies, to learn how to take care of stuff. So go straight to the man, Warren Remy, and Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, 210-656-3721. And Millburgers. Yep. Absolutely. We have him come out constantly. Yeah. Um, and they've got the N2 care, I think, system is behind yep, Calvin. That, uh, he tries to, he helps us with our rodent situation. Oh, okay. And I know for a while that was like a huge issue. They, well, they, they we, apparently like some of the things you guys have. You carry bird food and yeah. uh, fish food and cornmeal. Um, they can be quite <laughs> destructive. Well, not to mention cat food and uh, pets. Pet supplies. Yeah. 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 So what's going on, Trace? No, just another day in the neighborhood. Isn't it pretty today? <laughs> it's pretty. It is gorgeous. It's not too hot. Not too hot yet. And it's. Uh, As he sits there surrounded by fans. Uh, by what? <laughs> no, I'm feeling a nice breeze on me. And now, do you mean fans like an ha? Ah, whoa. No, he <laughs> means fans <laughs> like a. He means a shh. Fans. Okay. All right. Yeah, and it's not even blowing on me. It's like I blowing mainly, uh, mainly you get, on. You get that quarter of a second when it's yeah. at, the, at the end over there. But uh, did you see him yesterday when he he was being being so careful so that we wouldn't trip and everything? No. So, yeah, so he got out and he got all tangled up. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> thought we'd have to go cut all the wires. I was loose. willing to risk myself. It's like a roadrunner situation. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So, hey, I, I checked the red red coral vine we sold out more as of them. I was walking. Uh-huh. How, many, how many were there? Cause six. six. Yep, we sold some. Yeah, that that's uh, we talked about that yesterday. It's called Fandango. Yeah, James was going to come by and get some. Yeah. So you might have visited with James, or he better hurry if he hasn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he should. I, I was looking at you. You mentioned uh, yesterday when I was asking you about that Fandango. Uh, and uh, that uh, some lady was uh, complaining about how the plants looked. Yes, she was. And <laughs> out of the six out there, uh, five of them have uh, have nice foliage all the way to the top of the stick they're tied on. But there's one out there that's got a bunch of dead foliage on But when you look at that one... If you look, it's sending a shoot, a long vine, over into the adjoining plant. <laughs> well, so, if you, uh, just, if you, for, just because it's uh, kind of ratty on the, uh, the blue, that's still, still a, a good one. Uh, well, a good plant. If, if you've ever grown uh, uh, coral vine, you, you wouldn't worry about that at all. As long <laughs> as there's a little teeny green bit, that thing is going to yeah. take off. I meant to mention, too, yesterday when we were talking about how aggressive the plant was, coral vine, the, the saving grace is that it's very, very sensitive to cold. So here you've always got that backup yeah. for it. You, you know, just when you think it's going to take over the neighborhood, uh, gets down to 34, 35 degrees, and it drops all the leaves, and you don't, you don't, yeah. don't have to mess with any new growth until next summer it's almost specific to uh san antonio and south maybe austin and south yeah but uh that's why we didn't make we were going to make that a texas superstar and uh it rest of the state freezes it freezes Uh out and kills i've told you about uh you know i do the 
the Trinidad uh, bird watching thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Trinidad, uh, <clears throat> like and where they're doing new projects or new construction, the coral vine, a number of them has a tendency to take over and go all <laughs> over, cover the whole ground. Uh, talk about a ground cover. Beautiful blooms, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's kind of tough to get around in. And uh, they don't, they don't, don't have, aren't blessed with that cold weather to put it yeah. under control. But uh, that fandango is good. I like the picture. They've got a picture of it, and uh, that's that's the only flower I've never been able to get a good picture of, a digital image of, because it's so bright. It uh, it looks blurry. Mm. It looks like uh, I moved the camera when you take the picture. Huh. But the picture they got on the tag is perfect. It it's got to be. Maybe they got a filter. Yeah, it's got to be one of the best pollinator plants. Oh, oh yeah, wow. it's full of bees. Yeah, they're Man, full of bees. These things sell themselves. <laughs> Do you uh, have a few of them, Trace? They're beautiful. Oh, yeah. nice, nice job. <laughs> uh. There you go. But anyway, I'm I'm glad you to have, see that they're they're still on the market. Do you want to talk about your weird and wacky plants, or I got to remember what they were. Uh, I'm trying to remember. It was one of them the night blooming night jasmine? Blooming jasmine, I remember. We have that. Uh, and yeah, those I thought tw- about that are, yesterday. Twenty nine eighty nine, and and it's an old fashioned plant. So if if you haven't grown it, I'll put money on it. Your your parents grew it, or your grandparents grew it. Um, it's a cool plant. has a white, fragrant bloom, and historically, the people would plant it on the south side of their house. Yeah. This is before air conditioning. So you get that southern on the breeze. south side of their house, leave their window open at night, and have that sweet fragrance float through the house. Well, and it has the same value kind of if you have a patio, a back porch or something, and you, you go out in the evening, that fragrance is just a knockout and easy to grow. Um you don't need much more than a three-gallon container to have a very uh, prominent plant that, you know, oh, grows to about know. four or five feet, loaded I, with blooms. I know we didn't talk about this one yesterday, but we did get some in sweet olive, uh, which is also a very fragrant bush. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the blooms are tiny, but the, the fragrance is uh, overwhelming. That's cool. And uh, we haven't been able to get those at all this year. I just got those out of Louisiana. You know, Jerry, that would have been a plant. For our, our friend that was looking for something kind of exotic, mm-hmm. that sweet olive might have had. She probably didn't like it. <laughs> it does Later well. came up and didn't how like tall, blue plumbago. How, t- how tall is that? She didn't get? like blue plumbago. Yeah, that lady did and said, it's everywhere and blooming real good. I said, she wanted, that's the reason everybody's got by it. She wanted, and she wanted something that her neighbors didn't have, and Jerry kindly or not so kindly explained, do you know why your neighbors yeah. have that and it's all over town? Uh. And she was honest, she said, because it does real well. Should have sold, uh. sold her a white one or uh, or the uh, ground cover plumbago. What is the ground cover plumbago? Uh, I'll grab one here in a second show you. Cool. <laughs> hey, um, yeah, the white... Yeah, have you got any white? Uh, I did. I'd have to go search through them, but uh, okay. I know we got in twenty or thirty of them. You know, which, which she she had an interest. She's a, obviously a good gardener, but she she has had great luck, Trace, with laurel petalum. She said, which hasn't been the case for everybody. Oh, we drove Trace away. What y'all do? <laughs> oh, he's going to get the plumbago, or is he getting what is he getting? Uh, yeah, the uh, the. Oh, oh, this is oh. the the. 
the ground cover. Oh, that's neat. Actually, that's that's one of the that's plants a dwarf we used plumbago. in the, the okay. drought test. Yeah. Oh, know, really? It's even more of a, a royal blue color than the royal bluey-looking plumbago. Huh. No. And it stays small? Is that the deal? No. No, not really. Oh, I thought it was dwarf. It, yeah, no. well, it is. Well, it's on the, it's uh, like Asian jasmine. It'll oh, okay. get taller. But, I mean, it'll go this way. Oh, it goes that Oh, spreads. Uh, yeah. If, it's, if the conditions are right. Yeah. Um, and I have seen it pretty tall before, too. Oh, really? Yeah. So, Trace, um, anything we always talk about, uh, things that are coming in, anything that you're excited about that's coming in next week uh, that you want to talk about yet, or are you going to make it a surprise? There's something coming in the ad. Ooh, okay, <laughs> that we hadn't been on sale before? Uh, been a year. Oh, okay. Hmm, let me think. They travel a long way to get here. Oh, Lord. And we might have mentioned it once or twice a week or two ago. Okay. Canadian. Uh, Canadian. <laughs> okay. Well, we don't buy much from Canada. Okay. I guess it's, well, it's a little different environment, is yes. it? Well, you're thinking of that. Let's, can we finish that conversation we had about the those two butterfly ground Oh, covers. sure, if you like. Trace, okay with you? You want to yeah. contribute to the... the, the sure. The, okay. The, yeah, they've got plants of that. Yeah, the frog there. fruit and the... Uh, um, what's the one we like? Horse herb. Horse, Horse herb. herb. Yeah, it's yeah. limited, but I do have some of both. Yeah. So, if you uh, thought about that, we've always said, well, the easiest way to go is get it from one of your neighbors. Neighbors, yeah. But this is much easier. Yeah. And it's easy to transplant. Uh, and you're not gonna find frog fruit at your neighbors. You, you might find horse herb, but frog fruit you got to plant. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But uh, that's not true. What? Frog fruit grows in my neighborhood, and that, and then we've spread it around. Uh, but I mean, it's but, much harder but, to find than. But you're horse sharing herb. it. Yeah. Horse herb being found in almost every lawn, whether you wanted it yeah. or not. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bet, uh, I bet that lady that uh, gives us hell about horse herb uh, is going nuts that uh, we sell transplants of it at Milburn. Yeah, she can come buy some. Uh, yeah. Who is that? Is that a... Oh, gosh, what's her name? I'm blanking on it. But, uh, but the, fr- but the, fro- the frog fruit is, a, is Somebody attractive. Asked I think for it's more attractive it. than the horse Yeah, fruit. sure. I'm, uh, I'm happy to take their money. Well, the thing about frog fruit, too, when we originally got introduced, was somebody was talking about its ability to take wear and tear. Like they had one parked in the driveway, and they said, "You know, we practically roll over it every day, and it still looks beautiful." And the the one thing you have to watch is your uh, ma- uh, mowing. Oh, okay. Because it it wants to be uh, twelve inches tall, and so if you're if it's in a Bermuda area, you uh, you know, and it doesn't if you leave, leave it twelve inches tall, then you don't have a manicured look, but. Mm. If you're if you're trying to get it for the butterflies, you'd rather have the all those blooms than a yeah. manicured look. Trace, one of the things too, uh, we sit on the porch and we see it all the time. People come up and ask questions to us, but uh, we've seen uh, Claudette busy, Roger busy, Mary busy, you busy answering questions. So we'll uh, so we know that you've got your fingers on the pulse of the gardening questions. What are you are you getting a lot of one particular thing right now that gardeners are noticing? Grass still. Okay. Um, 
Yellow, grass problems? Yellow, oh, okay. yellowing grass, and most of the time it's uh, it's we can link it back to either poor watering practices, too much shade, mm. um, lack of nutrition. Okay. You'd be shocked how many people, well, when's the last time you fertilized? And then they look at you. Yeah, what we're supposed to never. Tilt their head. And then, exactly. No. You get a <laughs> last year or you get a, a never. Mm. And, you know, plants and grass, they, they uh, you know, we eat three times a day. They're only asking for three or four times a year on most of them. And uh, it's needed, especially yeah. on, uh, you know, things like citrus and tomato plants. I mean, you you got to be pumping them their whole little life. Yeah, we've... We, in the article this uh, to, uh, yesterday, we talked a lot about even though it's after, you know middle of June, this year would be the year you probably would w- want to go ahead and fertilize late because the lawn was kind of slow to catch up, and now it's ready for action. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, the slow release lawn fertilizer is the easiest one. To, to I did use. see I did see tomato plants available. Oh, what? Wow. Yeah, I, I didn't bring any. This is too early. I didn't bring next, any. Or too late. Next yeah. week, my article is what? pull your to, pull, pull your old tomato yeah. plants and get ready to plant your uh, plants tomato. for fall. And then we, yeah. talk, we talk about the, um, dealing with the nematodes and the spider mites. Okay. We went from... We went from not hearing anything about spider mites, what, two weeks ago to suddenly there are quite a, a few because places. Because the temperature has got hot. Yeah. yeah and been, there has been a, a, a number of people coming in with blossom end rot. Yeah. I think we've had a bunch of that this spring. Yeah, it's a strange season. Yeah. For, uh, in containers, of course, as it's always the way it is. But people having, uh, at least the people I've talked to, having really good luck with this year's rodeo. Oh. Yeah, the tomato the tomato production has been wonderful. Yeah. In fact, in fact I was ta- talking to the greenhouse grower that I work with down south, and uh, he said it had some beautiful big tomatoes at first, and then he was kind of upset because the, the, about the middle of the plant, uh, he got to start getting uh, smaller tomatoes. But then later on, after that happened, they got big tomatoes in the top, which I saw myself. So uh, they've been they've been good, and uh, people seem to be liking the flavor. Any tomato is a good tomato. Yeah. Don't complain. Long as red. Yep. When when will they start coming into the nursery for fall? I July. I could bring them in uh, the, probably the first week in July. Okay. Would be when is that I, I would feel though? a little more comfortable. Uh, I think the general consensus is plant second week of July to the second That's, week of August. Okay. Second. Well, in the old yeah, in the old days when we had the surefires and those, we were pretty comfortable with August. Yeah. Now we. Now we uh, to be pretty sure we're going to get a crop. We get better to get them in the fall. Now don't do like I did uh, I, when you guys are t- telling, talking about how wonderful the red snapper was and everything. <laughs> and uh, I did. I passed them up <laughs> early. Yeah. I said I'll just wait. Yeah. Millburgers and everybody will have them right yeah. up to the end of the sea up to the planting season. And of course there were none. We did too. We did too good a job of promoting it. Well, and then. I mean, with this COVID thing going on, oh. everybody wants to buy something they can eat. Yeah. So that's why we're we're low on citrus. We for a long time we couldn't get any vegetables. Um, 
haven't been able to keep berries and grapes and things in stock, figs. Yeah. So anything that that you could grow for for fruit production has been uh, like toilet paper to us. Okay. <laughs> I wonder. What about if veggies? Do we have peppers. And we do stuff? have peppers. Okay. This is a good selection of peppers out there now. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Whole bench full of them. Um, anything? And kind uh, of, kind eggplants? Of? Do we have eggplants? No, I haven't found eggplant. That's good. I missed my watermelon. <laughs> the door window for watermelon is gone, right? Yeah, well, uh, Trace is uh, forbidden it being. Oh, uh, that's right. <laughs> cantaloupe. How about cantaloupe? Are you I've allergic got, to that? No, that's pretty late. If I find something, I'd bring it. Okay. I've got some big good news, Milton. What, what, what? You, you and that other guy that likes a real grandy gold. Yeah. Pepper. Yeah. I found some seed in my refrigerator. What? Is, is it time? He, can he I had it in his refrigerator. Yeah. Where, where was it? How did you not see it? Okay, can you How imagine long did that? Take to clean you have out a special know. refrigerator that you keep seed in, or do you keep, like, your beer and your seed together? <laughs> together. It, well, he doesn't drink so beer. The beer that's the seeds one of the next problems. to it. That's, that's the problem. Yeah, he drinks yeah. the beer. Yeah, you can't read the seed package. Yeah, you never saw it because of the beer. You never moved the beer. <laughs> but anyway, the uh, in fact, I don't know how well the seed's going to germinate. I'll test it. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Oh. It's well, fine. Find somebody that can grow it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I grew it. <laughs> it even it was so happy it even came back on its own one year. But we'll t- I'll I'll try to take some seed over to. The grower this week, and this is what the middle of June. It'll be about four to five weeks before if they're ready, and that that'll be about when you get in the tomatoes. Trace, in the middle of late July. Speaking of uh, uh, peppers, cool. remind, remind us of what that that green pepper is that you use have had now for several years. The orange the variety the the bell pepper bell pepper yeah uh aladdin would be the uh yellow yeah, bell pepper right. aladdin aladdin that has been um, marvelous yeah. oh really i can't i've had for years had trouble growing uh, bell, bell peppers, peppers here yeah. and those things are just uh, just loaded a great quality and yeah. easy to grow well that's a nice that's a good commercial plant. variety too yeah do you have some here now I doubt it. I, oh, it. I missed the season for that. Missed my window on that one, too. Yeah. yeah or you can uh, get them in the fall. Okay. Oh, okay. I think the only odd-colored one I have or at least have coming is the, the sweet banana. Well, no, Laura wants green. That's a, that's Laura, Laura likes the bell peppers, so we were trying to do that. There are bell peppers out there, just not Oh, are they? Okay. Okay. We did ours from seed, although I was told by pretty much everyone, don't do it. <laughs> Just don't do it. So you, did, it's still it's, it's still growing. I don't have any peppers yet, but it's still oh. growing taller. That's encouraging, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's, that's encouraging, Milton. <laughs> keep, keep that <laughs> about another month, and then pull it up and get you one of these hybrids. Okay, okay. I'm still going to try. I know. Okay. You're very trying, Milton. I even tried the little pineapple trick, too. <laughs> I th- didn't you all say at some time that you could kind of grow your own pineapple? It wasn't going to produce anything. You can grow pineapple. You oh, take you the- can. You can oh. pineapple. I've, oh, got, you I've take- got some in the greenhouse. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. So uh, It looks kind of like a bromeliad, and then the little stem comes up with the pineapple on the top. So oh. they're, uh, they're probably baseball size. Pineapples on the top of them right now. I thought a listener. Oh, really? How cool! I'll they have to go look. Good too, and they're relatively easy I, to buy. My grow. wife had me buy one for her like uh, four or five weeks ago, and it's doubled in size. So wow, it's about a softball size. 
That's in the greenhouse. Well, that's, <laughs> we have some in the greenhouse. Oh, okay. And then, Mine at home is outside on the table. Okay, so it, it goes from the greenhouse to the table outside. Okay. That's what a lot of, a lot of kids uh, like to do. They cut the top off of the pineapple, ripe yeah. pineapple. Let it dry for four or five days. Oh, I didn't do that. And then, uh, well, it would have rotted by now if it hadn't been dry enough. It disappeared. I think a raccoon or, or a possum or something oh. took it out of the little pot. I put it in. It was. It was. It lasted two oh, days okay. and then it was gone. <laughs> so apparently, uh, you left too much of the pineapple on it. Yeah. What it was. Is that what it is? Maybe so. Okay. I'll have to. Uh, cool. I'll walk back there and see that which what you got. And uh, that's great news on the uh, Rio Grande Gold. On that note, the greenhouse when you walk in there, it looks pretty sharp. We've, Peter's been bringing in all kinds of uh, unusual uh, houseplants. Oh, things, cool! Things like what? Either we haven't had before or different sizes. So it's not the same old, same old kind of stuff in there. I even bought terrariums. There's some some already growing terrariums Fun. in there. Are you, um, I was thinking about Mary did her terrarium class here for the kid. Are we on, on schedule, pending no other changes? We're on schedule to not do any until they say we can have uh, okay. coagulations okay. of people more than 10 or 12. Okay, so we'll just ha- it'll be sort of week to week. There's a, there's a butterfly. That's a dog. Uh, gardener, gardener right there. Yeah. There's salvia, misflower, budlia. What else? Oh, more more misflower, gosh! Look at the misflower, really a nice bloom. Cool. Well, Trace, what else? What? Oh, I was gonna say we got in some uh, some really nice two gallon misflowers. Now they put them in the shade, but they still look good. Yeah, and I I see I see there's still some uh, dwarf red. Where did I see them when I was looking, pointing at something else for somebody? And uh, I don't know I don't know if there's any of the blue left. I don't see any of the Puerto Rican. I don't know if there's any. Uh, oh, there it is, right there. It's yeah. a tree. Uh, I don't know about the blue. Do you know if there's any of those? Uh, I don't know. I can look for you. There's people buying citrus over there. Uh, yeah, Trey said that. They, they really ravage the citrus. <laughs> well, yes and no. Uh, the lemons and limes are gone, but there's still a great selection on satsumas. Ooh, that's oh, good. Oh, really? Uh, okay, grapefruit. good. And, Good. And a few others. Uh, There's some when when will there. you get a new supply in? Will that be well, fall? It'll be f- the, 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 both growing operations said fall, but they wouldn't give me a date. So is okay. fall the end of August or is fall mid September? Okay. If fall becomes November, do I really want them? Because they have to protect <laughs> them from the cold. So, yeah. Uh, f- it just fall. it it just depends on the weather conditions. Right. And, up, up to God. They got to grow and root. And yeah, but they they're budding all citrus now. I guess. There's milkweed game, filling up a wagon over there too. <laughs> Gosh, just a lot of action. Cool. All right, Trace. Anything else? I can't think of something, but I will when I walk away. I'm sure. You will come back and talk to us when you when you want to. All right. All right. We're gonna take a break while we do. Give us a call. Two one zero three zero eight. Oh, I have a favor to ask you, Trace. Two one zero three zero eight. I'll ask you off here. 210-308-8867. You better run. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road, and we're going to talk Texas superstars. Millburgers features Texas superstars this weekend, and Texas superstars are plants that have a proven track record of doing well in South Texas and throughout the state of Texas. Now, 
we got some great ones on sale this week. Let's start talking about them. Vinca, Periwinkle, the Cora series is a Texas superstar. They look absolutely gorgeous. You see them blooming around town. And in the four-inch pot, they're now just 98 cents each. You've got to love Blue Plumbago. If you own Blue Plumbago, you love Blue Plumbago. And right now, in the number one pot, 488. Don't wait on this one, because the last time they were taking them off the rack as we were putting them on the ground. Texas Lilac Vitex is blooming all around town, and you can get it right now in the number three container for just eighteen eighty-eight. Gold Star Esperanza is on sale. Thoralis is on sale, and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, sixteen oh four on Boulevardy Road. Back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. What's happening in your garden? Give us a call. Are you excited about the Rio Grande Gold Peppers? You can call us. <laughs> yeah, the start. two people that buy those are going to be real interesting. People, I'm telling you, people are going to come out of the woodwork on that. Yeah, okay. Okay, I'm surprised you won't what let they, me... What are they doing in the woodwork, Mother? Oh, well, then, so Spider-Man <laughs> can get them out. If you've got people in your woodwork that are looking for real grandy gold peppers... Why do you like the real grandy gold better than the yellow banana? Uh, I just... One, I think it looks really pretty. It looks like Christmas That's, ornaments on a tree. It is attractive. It's, uh, I think it's a little crisper. And I, and I have success yeah. growing it, so it's kind of like I feel a little... Compared, I know. There you the, go. That's the reason. <laughs> compared to the yellow yellow bananas, pretty easy to grow. Yeah, it is. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if it's belchless or not. Well, you said it was. No, I'm talking about the banana pepper. Oh, I don't know either. The, the real grand gold is. Yeah, the real grand gold is belchless. All right. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, for, uh, we got two two questions in yesterday. Right. And uh, as, far, as far as Appleton jumped on them in a heartbeat. I'm sorry? And took care of them. Appreciate that. Uh, the, question, the question is about uh, in San Antonio about replacing a dying tree. Can live oak be planted in the same site as a Chinese tallow that needs to be removed? Entire front lawn is now flagstone around the tree. Want to use the same hole as the as the. Uh, Chinese tallow was growing it. What do we need to do after removing the tallow? And uh, Forrest writes her back says, Beth, the tallow removal needs to include stump grinding. Then your oak can be planted in the same hole using the information at uh, on on the Texas tree planting. TAMU.edu site. So uh, you can plant it in the same hole uh, without disturbing your uh, your flagstone. Now you want to get get a uh, an oak that can fit in that size hole. You can dig there. I mean, you don't want to get a huge Oak. Well, I missed the uh, the 
What are they going to plant in the, to replace it? Oh, uh, live oak. Oh, cool. Uh, and replace the Chinese towel. Uh huh. That's quite a switch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you're not going to have uh, the color of the Chinese towel. Or the fast growth rate. Yeah, fast growth rate. If you want the some color, you can use a uh, uh, red oak, Texas red oak. To or even if you want it, yeah, it's, it's a real distinctive. I always uh, think of me- uh, Mexican, uh, the one with the the attractive bark too and the big leaves. Um, oh, that's uh, another fast-growing, uh, very uh, distinctive. I was going to say attractive, but it's not attractive in every single situation. Yeah, this is on the front lawn. And uh, theoretically, you could use crepe myrtle. Yeah, now that would be that. And that. then you'd have bloom color uh, all summer. Yeah, and plus, plus you'd have a pretty, pretty disciplined plant. Yeah, and pretty bark. Yeah. But anyway, lots uh, of good choices. Yeah, there's so many. Like the lady said before, everybody's got live oak trees. I wonder why. I wouldn't plant a live oak because everybody's got live Well, crepe myrtles, too, man. <laughs> but uh, we we got some crepe myrtles for sale out here. We're looking at them. The one, the one thing about crepe red myrtles. Foliage. Crepe myrtles is that there's, seems like every year there's uh, five or six new selections oh, that, yeah. are, that are pretty distinctive and, and improvements. Yeah. You know, the, when you think of... Just a few years ago, you couldn't hardly get a decent red flower. Right, plant. right. And uh, now there's lots of good selections. That are yeah, red. Dr. Carl Whitcomb of uh, Oklahoma is the one that uh, bred that uh, the first uh, uh, red one. And there's been a lot of them since then. But the one called uh, Dynamite. One called Dynamite. But uh, most people have been using Red Rocket. Yeah, is Red Rocket doesn't have red uh, foliage, does it? No, uh-uh. nah. no. Uh, neither, neither does the dynamite. Yeah, because uh, somebody was showing me a picture of a Red Rocket that looked like it was not, in, uh, you know, another one of those that wasn't getting enough water, and it was showing some, uh, oh, uh, discolored leaves. Oh, okay. It kind of, kind of a red yeah. tint to it. They, they, t- they turn... That away when they're yeah. either needing water or water fertility. and that water, and then I, I thought uh, some good slow release lawn fertilizer would 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 be good too. But the main thing was the water. Yeah. That was another another one of those that had the turf grass growing right up around the edge of it. Um, <laughs> the, I got another question then yes uh, today or yesterday. Um, Said uh, I have a ficus pumula pumula that is out of control. I think that's uh, fig ivy they're talking about. I don't know. I don't know what that uh, ficus species is. I don't either. It's out of control. Can you please tell me the best way to kill it? I have heard that glyphosate can be used. I'm concerned about using poison but also that the entire plant might not be killed if you use something else. 
Uh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, Forrest Wrights back says, uh, Dan, you can kill this plant using a product containing trip, trichloroprene? Typical, yeah. Such yeah. as crest vine and stump killer. Yeah. It's remedy. Poison ivy killer and others. Just be sure it has trichloroprene as its active ingredient. Find where the plant is coming out of the ground and then cut it off, leaving a short stump. If it, and if, if it has multiple places where it's coming out of the ground, cut each one. Apply the herbicide to the cut surface of each stump. This will kill the roots. The vine will die without being able to get water from the roots. So that's a good answer for us, as usual. He knows his stuff. <laughs> but any, anyway, uh, that, uh, I'm glad this, uh, everybody's going binkle crazy, as they should be, because of all the deer. And uh, that uh, vinca is something, and we've got a more disease-resistant vinca now. <laughs> X, wait, okay. It's it's called Cora. XDR. Okay. Uh, extra disease <laughs> resistance. There you go. We we were we require Milton to remember all the lettering after. Uh, yeah, what it, what good is having a young person if uh, they can't remember right, for us? Uh, well, I said it wrong the first time, so now it's like, <laughs> yeah, am I yeah, saying but, it right? But it, it suited us. It was close enough. Yeah, yeah. you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's supposed to be even a more disease-resistant cora. And uh, if you got if you plant a lot of Inca, of course, when, when we didn't have cora... As a, as a resistance to Aerophotophora that kills the vinca, uh, we were recommending that you not plant vinca until June 1st. Yeah. That and, was and, a, it, and each year it seemed like we were moving it back. Yeah, back. right. <laughs> now these. And that core is coming out in uh, these, March, <laughs> February. These, these red, uh, there's a lot of red out there. They really make a. I, I just would have never imagined uh, five or six years ago. There, in a, you plant those in a container, sm- relatively small container, in full sun, in the in the patio. Oh yeah, that's spectacular. Oh yeah, just a disciplined plant and covered mm-hmm. with blooms. Mm-hmm. And uh, you every day. Yeah, and you don't have to uh, water it every day either. I mean, you got. Um, yeah, a couple of days that you got a lot of, you know, it's not. You can count on it to uh, perform no matter how hot it is. And yeah, they're they're drought tolerant once they yeah. get established. And if even if they get they're in that situation like we run into, we've already several times today. I've got this area where the sun comes blasting afternoon, and nothing will nothing will survive there though. Those Vinca will. Yeah. They do it very well. And don't come in here telling us that you don't like Vinca, but you will need something that's deer resistant. Oh, well. And uh, I, always, I always tell people that say that, they say, you know, everybody's got Vinca in the deer areas. And so I tell them, learn to love Vinca. 
a periwinkle. Well, ten years ago, I wouldn't. Uh, I didn't think much of Vinca. Uh, now with the the, the Cora and, yeah. and all the new colors and uh, uh, a plant breeding with different, you know, some crawling type and upright types, it's just uh, it just was fill the gap. The aerophotopher took it off the market. Yeah. Landscapers weren't using it. And uh, the producers weren't growing it. Wasn't so many years ago. It was the top. Oh yeah, top uh, annual flower. Yeah, but then all of a sudden that aerophotopher showed up, and uh, people quit quit using it, especially landscapers, because they didn't want to plant something out there and then it dies in yeah. three uh, weeks bloom. Yeah, three weeks of bloom. But the neat thing about vinca is a uh, periwinkle is you don't have to cut it back to make it re-bloom. That's a very unusual trait. And uh, some of some of them, some of them reseed. In other words, they come back from seed. The now we, year. we occasionally, especially in now, small containers guys, in this full sun. We got, we got to take a quick break. So okay. hold that thought. We'll be back in a moment on Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30. AM, the answer, 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. Toll free outside of San Antonio, 866-308-8867. Melton. Yes. I'm very disappointed in our audience. Why? Usually I'm very proud of them. What they do? You you know what this weekend was? Uh Uh-uh. It was originally scheduled to have the top tomato contest. Oh, and you want to know why and, they didn't? And remember, I said, we're not having the top tomato contest. I remember you said that. that. But you can still bring a, a little basket full of tomatoes up here for the needy, to feed the needy. Jerry the needy. <laughs> I think is the uh, well. I, th- I think. and uh, and put them on the old porch. Remember, I said put them on the porch. You know how many tomatoes they brought up? None. None. I'm sorry. Well, I think I they made a so determination uh, that they uh, were sharing with the birds, uh. and they just didn't have any left over for <laughs> for you. Oh, the birds rough on you. Oh man, they are. Yeah, they between those woodpeckers and uh, <laughs> mockingbirds. Oh wow! The, the mo- uh, even even cardinals and sparrows will be in there. And- the mockingbirds just take a peck out of them, and the woodpeckers take the whole plant. Yeah, it, I mean, it's just it's like a buzzsaw when that woodpecker goes. Yeah, through. yeah. <laughs> so it's is it those sapsuckers? I always call them uh, yellow-bellied sapsuckers. No, th- no, this is the uh, uh, yellow-fronted or uh, golden-fronted uh, woodpeckers. Okay. The ones that uh, go to the hummingbird feeders, Okay, too. okay. Yeah. They're pretty, and they nest uh, nest in a lot of neighborhoods in our... Yeah. Uh, I think I've got one in my neighborhood. Yeah, you probably do. 
we haven't talked about uh, watering the birds lately, but uh, that's uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, not supposed to rain for another couple of weeks. <laughs> And the uh, the aquifers drop it almost a foot a day. Yeah. Oh wow. And uh, but the birds are still need some water. And uh, we had a guy come by here yesterday, and he was talking about how the birds don't don't like for the water to get uh, down in his bird bath, so they have to wade out in there to drink. They like to sit on the edge of the bird bath and drink. And he was uh, admiring this uh, water fountain yeah. or waterfall we got right next to us and said uh, that would solve that problem. And we have a lot of birds come to that deal, too. We do. There's oh, yeah. Grackle right, right there. Young grackle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I remember when you, you and I and uh, Milton, we were uh, a few years ago and we were doing the pretty, and we were counting the ver- the species yeah. of birds, mm-hmm. I mean, you could easily, in a typical neighborhood, like we're, we're talking about, you, 12, 14 different species every day you could see. And then you'll get you'll, you'll see some that are uh, really spectacular Orioles and you'll see yeah, some paint, painted buntings yeah. and things like that. Especially if you got a little, uh, one of those solar uh, water uh, Keeps the water moving. Moving, yeah. Or, or of course, uh, when you plug in is is a little easier. Uh, I take that back. The solar one is just yeah. self contained, inexpensive, and the the birds love them. I think they've got those at Birds Unlimited, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. They the do. drippers. Yeah. Uh, I I always uh, you know Jerry same way, but we uh, we always uh, kind of. Giggle when people say, "Well, the mosquitoes will lay their eggs." <laughs> no. Oh yeah, you must not have the same kind of birds out there. I mean, they, they splash that water out of there. You feel you can feel yeah, it twice a day. And it dries up fast yeah. too. Between uh, between bird splashing and evaporation, you you don't have to worry about that being a mosquito. Yeah. Beating. I've you. never seen a mosquito larvae or a mosquito around my bird bath. Uh, yeah, in fact, in fact, there's always always uh, have feel pressure to make sure they're full again. Yeah, because you're right; you can almost feel it. You know, kind of the, you feel that <laughs> bird out there saying, "This would be much more pleasant to me if <laughs> if it was fresh, full water." Yeah, there you yeah, go. Wow. So you're you've got passive aggressive birds. Uh, <laughs> I, I well, mostly aggressive. No, I don't hear that. The birds are just, "Hey, get out here." Fill this thing with water. Well, well and man, Milberger's got lots, lots of uh, choices too. Uh, some really interesting uh, recirculating yeah. fountains, and then mm-hmm. and simplest bird baths too. That's all it takes. Uh, uh, one of those st- stone or ceramic uh, bird baths. Uh, just fill it up with the hose once or twice a day, and you really, really will be. Uh, uh, it'd be worth worth the effort. Yeah, I, I use mine as a rain gauge because if the if it rains and the water goes over the side of my bird bath, that's an inch, inch. And very seldom do we get more than an inch, but uh, uh, the birds like it after it rains. But they, they need it uh, when it's not raining too. And even even the squirrels, yeah, fi- find their way there. 
and uh, hummingbirds will come. Butterflies cool. will come to the uh, around the edge too. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's an easy way. And bees? Did you mention bees? No, I didn't. But that's a very <laughs> that's a very good point. People but, people see people see bees in their swimming pool. They get a, out of control. Those bees are not not bothered. They're not there to sting you. They're there to get some water, <laughs> which they desperately need at this time of the year. And they like the. You find they're they're kind of like the butterflies. They like that evaporation edge. Yeah. Where they where they can get some nutrients along with the water too. Yeah. So, man, yeah, this is a it's a real study. If you want, you're looking for a project for your kids or mm-hmm. grandkids. Um, that's an interesting one because it's so immediate. You're going to get an immediate response yeah. from the birds and butterflies and bees, plus the science involved and the easy to find the data and the information uh, worthy it's a worthy project yeah they'll find that water fountain before you get in the house i mean it's like you say it's immediate and if you don't believe it's immediate turn on a sprinkler yeah. <laughs> <laughs> turn on a sprinkler and watch the birds and stuff come and watch the hummingbirds the hummingbirds fly yeah. through this yeah that's fun to watch yeah. I don't know how the uh, folks from uh, Saws would react when you they say, you can't be running that sprinkler in the middle of the day. And then you say, well, uh, it's about I've, got, I've got this responsibility for those hummingbirds that are flying back and forth. <laughs> That's true. They'd probably give you a pass on that. Uh, I, I mentioned uh, on sale this week, I mentioned the Coravinka. And I'm not going to even mention the blue plumbago. All right. Because everybody's got blue plumbago. You're not going to mention the blue plumbago that happens to be on sale for 488 in the number one pots. Right. right? Don't mention that. And it's it blooming all over town. And my blue plumbago, to show you how tough it is, is back in my desert-like uh, growing condition. Oh. We mowed it to the ground. Wow. And uh, it's back and in full bloom. Well, I was, when we first started talking about yours, mowing it back and that it would be coming back in bloom, I was kind of doubtful that mine that's in deep shade. Plumbago? Yeah. Okay, mine did full sun. Yeah, was going to, yeah, the, the, we've got some in partial sun. The more sun it has, the, the more blooms are there. Yeah. But, but even in the shade right now, it's looking oh, pretty, yeah. pretty darn good. Looking spectacular. Yeah, the conditions are are right for it to bloom sun or shade. The one I drive by, or, or planting that I drive by, uh, going to and from Bandera from my house, Bandera Highway. And uh, he's got a white, one white one in amongst the blues. Yeah. And that... it's pretty nice looking. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, you, uh, we always say that the white doesn't bloom quite as much as the blue does. But when you mix it with blue, uh, it it shows up. Well, we've, we've learned, too, when you've had great luck with the white blooming in a situation like Sherry's, yeah. said, don't move it. No. Because <laughs> no. yeah. we've had, it seems like one person a day say, well... 
My white one was so spectacular, and then I moved it. <laughs> now it doesn't doesn't make such a show. It may bloom just as much, but it does. It's not as showy as it was. Yeah, and uh, they've still got Vitex on sale, and uh, they're they're blooming around town. Pretty yeah, good. And they're and, another and, uh, another place you can find the hummingbirds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And. Uh, but we're getting to that stage where they'll set seed. And if yours is short enough that you can remove those seed pods, and, and don't be fooled into thinking those are new buds. Those are seed pods. And you can tell by cracking them open. If you crack them open uh, or squeeze them in between your fingers, they'll actually have a little seed in there. But uh, the bloom buds, if you uh, squeeze them between your fingers, it'll be uh, green. It'll be mushy. So, uh, and I would imagine that uh, 80% of the what you're seeing as little pods on the, on the Vitex after they bloom is going to be seed pods. So don't worry about cutting off future blooms. And then once you cut it back, uh, cut those, you cut those pods off directly right below the where the seed pods are attached, and it'll rebloom. If you're looking, yeah, and if you're looking for something new, uh, last last week our article we talked about uh, all those uh, semi-tropical plants that bloom in full sun, drought tolerant, and. Uh, Right here, Milberger's uh, another one that's on sale is the Theralis. Yeah, oh yeah, and in full bloom, they're very nice, very nice, and they're they're, they're solid bloom now. Yeah, they're tougher nails. And then Jerry brags about the uh, deer-proof situation with the Vinca. Theralis is probably one, the one that rates the same. I don't. We haven't yeah. got very many reports of uh, deer ever being interested in Theralis. I don't think we've ever gotten a report. Uh, because Theralis hadn't been on the market that long. And it looks really good uh, in a planting with uh, poinciana, firebush, yeah. and uh, esperanza. You get, uh, uh, Duranta's another one. Course, oh, yeah. Cause you, I think with Duranta, you, get a, you, you, you will ha- have uh, deer feeding on Duranta. So yeah. The, the, deer won't eat Theralis, and they won't eat Vitex. Yeah. Uh, so that's two, two superstars uh, that uh, that the deer won't touch. But the butterflies will. And the butterfly will, yeah. They love them. Now I don't know how Theralis does in the shade. I know. Did you say yours is in the shade? No, mine's in full sun. Okay. Yeah, I, I would imagine it would just bloom less. But you know, it you know I guess I guess mine doesn't get morning sun, but it gets the the, oh, bla- Lord. the, the blast in the <laughs> afternoon. Yeah, which it likes. But uh, <laughs> I tell you what would be pretty is Theralis with a uh, 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 Fantasia coral vine growing through it. I see that out at uh, Color Spot. Uh, the old color spot, or even even with the theralis growing out front, and the vine 
going over the the fence behind it. There you go. Yeah, that'd be killer. Red yeah. and red and yellow. And what both. is it? Red and yellow kill a fellow. Yes, red and black. No, wait. <laughs> Throw him back. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can never get it straight. Yeah, you guys will be in trouble if you ever get yeah. a snake. Yeah. <laughs> Well, just write them off. <laughs> we'll be, we'll be, the last thing they said was, wait, is it red and yellow? Red? Yeah. Uh, that was the very last words they said. <laughs> and another plant that uh, that's on sale mm-hmm. that uh, attracts butterflies, it says, uh, is oleander. And we, are, we don't have oleander on sale very much. But uh, the people that have walked through with those oleanders that I've seen... I've never seen an oleander bloom look like the ones that are on the on the oleanders at this side. They remind me of hi- hibiscus. Yeah, they're 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 uh, in a they're bunched. Yeah, I mean, most of the time you see or a lilac or something. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time you see oleanders with bloom scattered through the through the plant, but the deer won't eat them, and they'll. Tolerate poor soil. Uh, they do well in good soil. And very, very drought tolerant. Heat and drought tolerant. And people say, but they're poisonous. No. Well, don't, don't eat them. <laughs> yeah, don't eat them. Uh, Neil Spear had a comment on there and listed all the uh, poisonous ornamentals that we have in the landscape. So uh, we were going to make... The oleander, uh, we had some oleander selections. We were going to make Texas superstars, but uh, uh, the, we, because of that complaint, which is uh, pretty common, we didn't, yeah, didn't uh, do it, oleander. Its to- toxicity is uh, is more potent than almost all the other plants that we talk about, but it's not doesn't seem to be a cause of problems as much even as uh, or sago palms with their their fruit right so you you know for some reason there's no, they're not people kids or dog, pets aren't attracted to them and well if you have you ever eaten an oleander leaf not me <laughs> it's not that good yeah to eat if, yeah, you know, you don't want to make a salad out of yeah, oleander. If anybody has, Jerry probably. Jerry uh, was Jerry the one that was using them the sticks for hot dogs. Uh, <laughs> roasting. No, no. Yeah, I think serving my guest. People were trying to encourage him to go ahead and. I was I was giving that to my mother-in-law when I used that oleander wow. stick to roast that hot dog. <laughs> How'd that work out? She's passed them down. Oh, but okay. She's no longer with us. <laughs> and uh, they've been selling these uh, uh, on sale dwarf bottle brush, Little John. And uh, a lot of people are using them, and it says attracts butterflies yeah, when they, they bloom. Yeah, that's the key. If they bloom, we've we've... We're a little leery, as you can tell by our tone, that uh, Budlia, uh, so some of the selections do fine. Others so have a little trouble yeah. blooming consistently in our climate. But uh, had a lot of good reports on Budlia so far this spring and pictures. Yeah. 
they're doing they're doing they're doing great so it's a bit of a a bit of an experiment but uh, uh the plants look good and uh so <laughs> far so far they've delivered on the uh nectar for butterflies look at that lady's card right there those yellow uh thoralis thoralis are are filled up filled a card up there's some angelonia up there too down there was it I have uh, had great luck with the Angelonia. I've done, done it just like the that Vinca. I put them in uh, individual containers, say around the swimming pool and on, on the hot part of the patio. Oh and yeah, they're, Angelonia. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're they're doing holding up, doing their own. They've got enough uh, color bloom mm-hmm. to to be be attractive and. Uh, relatively easy to take care of i think that's angelonia just the other side of the herb yeah. herb market deal yeah that purple the purple and it's in uh four inches of course a four inch pot and they grow relatively so it's fast. cheaper yeah all right richard's on the line at 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 hey richard how are you doing welcome to the show thanks for calling I uh, strayed from the organic side and got some Trimac to spray on my crabgrass from a common Bermuda lawn, and it says don't spray above 85 degrees, so I sprayed Wednesday when it, we were in the upper 60s, and I don't see any effect right now, and I went back to read the instructions, and it says don't use when temperatures are expected to exceed 90 for the day, so am I just going to shove this till fall, or what can I do? Well, you're going to, in my experience... It's going to work, but it's it's going to be slow, and it's not going to be as effective as it would be if the temperature during the day stayed below, say, 85 or so. But I think you 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 know you don't get an immediate uh, response uh, on those contact herbicides anyway. But uh, it'll sneak up on you. That's my prediction. My my experience with it, Jerry. You ever seen it not work at all? No. Yeah. It it works as a contact. There's no residual to it. Yeah. And it, it's not. It's just uh, when it, when you're using it in the heat, it's mm-hmm. just just a little unpredictable and slower. What are you using it on? You said you sprayed your grass. No, it's. I have a common Bermuda, but I I got patches that have crabgrass. I use it as a spot treatment, and I also added a little bit of. Uh, Dish soap, after I initially sprayed it, notice how it just fell off, rolled off the leaves. So the dispo, dish soap, I acted as a surfactant, hopefully, when I put it on there. Okay. I think I think it'll work, but I think you're, you're going to have uh, just mixed slower, and may, you may have some plants that, you, for some reason, it didn't work as well as it did, usually did. Okay, we'll see what happens, and thank you much. No, okay, yeah, give, give us a report, too, will you? All right, we're going to take this uh, opportunity Thanks. to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 a.m., The Answer. 
Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, and we're going to talk Texas Superstars. Millburgers features Texas Superstars this weekend, and Texas Superstars are plants that have a proven track record of doing well in South Texas and throughout the state of Texas. Now, we got some great ones on sale this week. Let's start talking about them. Vinca, Periwinkle, the Cora series is a Texas superstar. They look absolutely gorgeous. You see them blooming around town. And in the four-inch pot, they're now just 98 cents each. You've got to love Blue Plumbago. If you own Blue Plumbago, you love Blue Plumbago. And right now, in the number one pot, 488. Don't wait on this one, because the last time they were taking them off the rack as we were putting them on the ground. Texas Lilac Vitex is blooming all around town. And you can get it right now in the number three container for just eighteen eighty eight. Gold Star Esperanza is on sale. Thoralis is on sale, and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, sixteen oh four on Boulevardy Road. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Quick second to talk to you about Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. Go to deckandpatiocare.com. I'm going to encourage you to go to the website because I want you to see what the before and after pictures look like of the work that Deck and Patio Care has done. Uh, this is deck season. Maybe you're going out and spending the morning out there or as the evening begins to cool down or even at night you're hosting stuff on the uh, the deck as you enjoy the outdoors in San Antonio. If that deck doesn't look like it's supposed to or maybe there was even some hail damage from the last storm, call Barry. Let him take care of you. Uh, that's one of the things that Barry pointed out a few years ago. And uh, uh, he had homeowners that didn't know that their deck was covered under their homeowner insurance. And so they waited too long. And so they missed out on that opportunity. So uh, give Barry a call. Contact him. Uh, go to deckandpatiocare.com to look at uh, how this is done and the great examples of the work they do. They do fencing. They do deck and patio care. They do also a pebble stone driveways. Make them all look like new again. As they say, it really can look new again. Uh, so you'll see that when you go to deckandpatiocare.com. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. All right, Calvin's taking a question off the air. What you got there? Uh, Neil wrote a, Neil Fair wrote a interesting deal uh, a couple of weeks ago in the in a weekly newsletter, and uh, he listed some of the best day bloomers. Oh, okay. In other words, the ones that have bloomed for one day. Oh, okay, like the day lily. Yeah, I. I uh, <laughs> I was saving this for Trace, but uh, we'll go ahead and talk about it. Okay. Because Daylily uh, Day is uh, the first one he lists. And, you know, Trace is always pr- trying to uh, keep me from eating the Daylily blooms. It's a challenge. And I keep telling him, I said, those blooms only want to last one day. If you don't eat them, they're gone. Yeah, but, you know, he was talking about complaining about the Spider-Man was helping him. He wasn't complaining about Spider-Man. Oh. But they were having some issues with pests. You better be careful before <laughs> Spider-Man comes over and, you know, hey, we gotta, we got to take care of Jerry. He's eating everything. And, eating the daylily. Yeah. Because the, the bloom on the daylily sells it, of course. Yeah, it's very pretty. But just keep in mind, that bloom only go last one day. And so you might well eat it. And they're good to eat. And... uh 
like I say, the ones that are fragrant, fragrant, they're uh, uh, sweeter. They taste sweeter. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, flowers range from 2 to 12 inches in diameter. And uh, they're di- double flowering forms. And uh, so, uh, and, and uh, daily, of course, the deer will eat daily. Oh, man. <laughs> they know that they're good to eat yeah. just like I do. Yeah, pan- pansies and daylilies. You got those. <laughs> yeah, I guess the pansies in the wintertime. Well, they'll eat the daylily foliage in the wintertime, too. And they've got some, the newer types rebloom a second time later in the summer. Uh, they're they're blooming now, or blooming now, and uh, they can take some partial shade, but they they like filtered. They are talking daylilies, right? Yeah, yeah. They they make a nice ground cover too, just like irises do. You know, it's a different a different texture, and they're yeah. they're lush, and of course you get the advantage of the blooms. But the rest of the year, you get some. Uh, some neat foliage that uh, covers a lot of territory. But, but again, the, yeah. the daylilies <laughs> are not a plant to put in uh, areas with deer, whereas irises you can. Yeah, but uh, I don't, a lot of people don't know it, but uh, Dr. Moy, Mr. Moy at the Botanical Garden that came up with the new uh, satsumas or new citrus uh, also bred daylilies, also worked for daylilies, and I would go over there, uh, he'd show me around his new plant, and I told him, I said, I want a dwarf daylily, Uh, it doesn't have to bloom, doesn't have to bloom, but as a ground cover, because like you said, they're pretty ground cover. I never could get it across to him how we were going to use the uh, the daylilies, because he had some that uh, that were dwarf, looked looked just like uh, monkey grass, huh. and uh, but they wouldn't bloom. He couldn't get them to bloom enough for him, and he never would give me one. That so they were destroyed, but. Uh, I think the one we sell uh, here at Millburgers is a little bit on the short side, shorter size. But uh, mo- most people breed them for the big flowers, and uh, I was looking for a ground cover to replace Asian jasmine, which I... Oh, by the way, do we say deer won't eat Asian jasmine, or will eat Asian jasmine? Uh-oh. Well, we, in my, my neighborhood... Uh, they ate it. Uh, they ate it? Yeah. Uh, somebody really went through an elaborate process to replant an area. <laughs> and it, they, the deer just... It was a young planting? Yeah. And a big planting. And uh, okay. they just kept at it. And we, we tried some tricks, you know, with liquid fence and things like that. But it got to be... <laughs> they were just kind of like waiting in line for the liquid fence to wear <laughs> off. So they gave up, the the gardener gave up. Well, I got uh, in Braun State, I live in Braun Station West, and uh, I've got some deer now. Got a couple of deer, a big a big buck, I mean a really nice buck. 
and uh, but mostly does. And the other morning, I was looking out the bathroom window, and there were two does feeding or eating the uh, Asian jasmine. But the only thing they were eating were the tender tips. You go, sir. They were going from tip to tip eating those. Well, I think that they didn't is, eat the foliage at all, just the tender tips. I think that's their preference, because I I kind I was really surprised that the the because uh, I because I think we in the neighborhood we've got some plantings that seem to survive. Yeah. But uh, that new one, that new one, boy, they just <laughs> that did the they, new planting. They did not prosper, no. Yeah. But I was. Uh, amazed uh, and amused at watching, and I watched them for quite a while, and they only ate the tips, which is good for your Asian jasmine. Yeah, mowing, you don't have to yeah, spring mowing. Yeah, it keeps it, <laughs> keeps it in bounds and makes it spread. Well, we'll see in uh, three, four months if Jerry's thinking that same way there. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want them to eat my Asian jasmine because the Asian jasmine is on the fences, and uh, Rhino won't kill it. And Asian jasmine is also climbing in the trees, which blooms in the spring. But uh, uh, I'd like for them to eat it, trim it a little uh-huh. back a little bit. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that evolves. <laughs> yeah. Um, and another, some, uh, this, um, you were talking to that person. Uh, this is a listing uh, that Neil Sperry made of one-day one bloomers that he liked. And daylilies was the first one. Yeah, and hibiscus, too. I mean... Uh, Durantas and Brugmansias. Brugmansias. Duranta flowers generally are displayed upward, while Brugmansias usually hang straight down. That's the way you can tell them apart. And most of the Durantas I see are, are white. You know, there was some out at uh, Mitchell Lake. Uh, most flowers are single, elongated trumpets, although a few double flowering forms are available. Uh, most, ty- most types open in the evening and remain open through the next morning. And they're big-time fragrant at night. Most of them are extremely fragrant. How are you doing? Did y'all want to come on the air? And... No. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that's okay. Did y'all want to come on the air? You can just talk. And just yeah, can, Go ahead and just talk. You. We'll hear you. Talk right there. You're on the air. What's going on? Well, I have my, my grandson lives in Houston. Yeah? And he, he wanted to know a plant that would be good in Houston that... And I can't remember what it was. Uh, what was he trying to do with it, you know? Uh, Is it flower? Well, well, blackberry. Blackberry plants. Which kind of blackberry plants would he buy for Houston? Well, I think that Jerry has got me convinced that <laughs> the... Uh, Kiowa. Kiowa. I've, Not I've the Indian. Brussels all, all these years, but that Kiowa produces more and is fruit is so much sweeter than the Brussels. Yeah. Well, he said he bought, went to the nursery over there, and he bought two plants. One of them was thornless. Yeah. And it cost more money for the thornless one, and he said he would have bought the other one thornless if he'd have known 
what he had when he put up the car. <laughs> yeah, the thornless ones haven't produced well. Either. Yeah, that first year it'll do fine. My experience has been that it, 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 it's slower. Uh, it does not replace the foliage as fast, and then it gets caught up in our hot, so it declines anyway, though. The thornless, I, I, I haven't had great luck with the thornless at all. Maybe, I don't know. If Nor is anyone else. Other gardeners do, yeah. So, but, but they produce well the first year, and then after that they don't? They have a, dis, yeah, they have a, they had a tendency to decline because they get behind on uh, replacing the foliage and everything. You know that, what they, they have, uh, each year they replace the, Stems and everything, and so, so it's Primacane, slower. Yeah. yeah, slower. The thornless is slower to replace those than the the ones with thorns are. So it gets caught up in that heat. And anyway, the net result is that you you have a declining performance. So what's the best brand? Kiowa is Kiowa. I O W. No K K I. O W A. Oh, I see. Kiowa. The, the, like Indi- the Indian. Indian tribe. I yeah. got you. Okay, they're better producers and they're better in that acid soil, huh? Right. Yeah, well, yeah. they're better everywhere. Yeah, they're oh, good. But uh, uh, they produce better. They've got thorns. Yeah. But if you know how to pick a blackberry, that is to have somebody raise the canes with a stick or a rake, and then you pick the berries that are hanging down. I see. You won't ever get stu- uh, stuck. <laughs> I'm reading my grandmother's diary. Okay. And she had blackberries, and she was going through cleaning out the garden with on a tractor and, and cutting stuff, and she found the blackberry bush that was there. She had ignored a whole big branch, and, and she s- said, I had to stop. The tracker get off and pick six pints of blackberries <laughs> that she had totally missed. Yeah. Where did she live? In Kansas. Uh, oh, yeah. Gardner, Kansas. Yeah. They grow raspberries up there, too. Yeah. Okay. Why would you grow blackberries if yeah. you could grow raspberries? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think she had any raspberries. She yeah. had, but she had a farm. She had 80 acres. All right. And I've been reading that diary. It is more fun. <laughs> Very cool. It's mostly a work list. And a weather forecast. Oh, okay. But mostly work. Did you ever forecast hail up there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And tornadoes. Yeah. She went through absolute hell with the weather up there. Yeah. But it was very interesting. I lived there for 21 years in, in Kansas, in that area. So I know what she's talking where, about. Where is it in Kansas? Well, Gardner, Kansas is by Olathe, Kansas, which is a suburb of Kansas City. Right, right, right. So it was only about 35 miles from Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah, I uh, went to Kansas State, which is uh, right. Manhattan, Kansas. Right. Now, I lived in Muncie, Kansas, which is, I understand, doesn't even exist anymore. Oh. No. But we had a post office there then. <laughs> Well, cool. Well, thank you. Okay, thanks for coming by. Okay, well, right. good, good to see you. Tell him to try try that Kiowa. I will. I'll tell him. And then alert him that that potential on the the, the the history we've had with the thornless. Now, it may, may not be the same everywhere, the climate. If the climate is not as hot as ours, it may perform better than it did here. But Yeah. Okay. Well, 
Okay, thanks. I've got, I've got a wonderful grandson. He's got his whole acreage planted, and got they're all quarantined, and they're all... She's, he's got three kids, and they're all gardening. Oh, good. He's teaching the 5-year-old and the 12-year-old that they have to do so much gardening work every day uh-huh. in, in connection with their schoolwork. There you Very go. smart. So, so he's got a schedule going, and they're really learning gardening. Good. Well, my 5-year-old granddaughter is here with us. I hope he's having better luck instructing her and supervising her than I am. (laughs) (laughs) I've tried to get her out there to uh, weed my zinnias, Jerry, and she just won't do it. Won't do it, huh? Hey, we have Marty on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Marty. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Okay. Thank you very much for taking my call. Yes, I was calling to see uh, if it when. Uh, no, that, uh, that the um, Crawford lettuce seed would be available at Millburgers. Will it be available this year? Um, I think it would be, uh, and it, we we don't have it available until uh, uh, August or September. Okay, when, when the temperatures begin to cool. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm, and, uh, I'm glad cause I, we will probably have some available then. Okay, because I, I, I planted some a couple of years ago, and it, it did germinate, and I had some beautiful okra. Good. So uh, I, I was hoping uh, that, that you all guys would Wait a minute again. now. Did, huh? you, did you say okra or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, 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 I spoke wrong. I mean the Crawford letter, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, I, also grew, I, also, I also grew okra as well, the... the uh, uh, that's that's okay. I was going to ask you the the, the Oscar Oka uh, is, is seed available for that? Um, I, I I haven't checked in the office, but uh, if you're ever in Millburgers, I want to call Millburgers two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero. Okay. Nobody that. got that, Milton. Two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero. Thank you. You can ask them if they've still got any Oscar Oka. I will do that. And and, and lastly. But not leastly, I'm so glad that you were able to locate the Rio Grande Gold Seed. Oh, are you the, are you the other I'm the one, one that wants no. I'm, I'm the other culprit, yes. Oh, so, man. There's more than just us. It's hard, right. to, hard for me to get the growers to grow just two plants for you and uh, Milton. Marty, right. there are more of us out there, man. Uh, <laughs> I know there They're are. They're going to come... <laughs> All okay. right, we'll, All right. we'll get around right on that next week. Okay, I appreciate it. Thanks for taking my call. Okay. Thank you for calling. All righty. We're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road, and we're going to talk Texas superstars. Millburgers features Texas superstars this weekend, and Texas superstars are plants that have a proven track record of doing well in South Texas and throughout the state of Texas. Now, 
We got some great ones on sale this week. Let's start talking about them. Vinca Periwinkle, the Cora series, is a Texas superstar. They look absolutely gorgeous. You see them blooming around town, and in the four-inch pot, they're now just ninety-eight cents each. You've got to love Blue Plumbago. If you own Blue Plumbago, you love Blue Plumbago. And right now, in the number one pot, four eighty-eight. Don't wait on this one because the last time they were taking them off the rack as we were putting them on the ground. Texas Lilac Vitex is blooming all around. Around town, and you can get it right now in the number three container for just eighteen eighty eight. Gold Star Esperanza is on sale. Thoralis is on sale, and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, sixteen oh four on Boulevardy Road. And again, with your permission, uh, I'm a member of the advisory board of the Salvation Army. You just heard a commercial for the Millburgers supports them with what they do here at the nursery. Uh, and uh, I will tell you that, yeah, they've been uh, working double, triple time uh, with all this because uh, the economic impact, uh, uh, the impact for the seniors that they serve, the Boys and Girls Club that they also have has uh, been put on hold so families are having a tougher time because they count on the support that they get from the Boys and Girls Club. So if you can, make a donation to the Salvation Army. You can just uh, they surely appreciate it. Go go ahead and uh, look for the San Antonio one so you make sure it stays local. Uh, but um, they, they really do do a good job. And the stories that are coming out, that commercial, actually, I just realized it is about a couple weeks old, and those numbers have probably doubled by now. Hmm. So with the numbers of meals they've served and stuff and the people they've helped out. We know why you're on the board, Milton. Why? Because I have all those great ideas? You no. Know. No. Oh. <laughs> because you get to ring the bell out in front of yeah, the store. Yeah, Walmart. Yeah. That makes <clears throat> it fun. <laughs> Except when that woman says, you know, I think y'all would collect more money if you weren't singing. Uh. <laughs> that hurt. That hurt you. That hurt me a little bit, but I got over it, and I didn't have to stop singing. <laughs> a good voice. We heard you. Yeah, that one time, long time. Yeah, ago. Milton. Milton has participated in musicals. Did you want me to sing now? And... Well, one. One, one musical. Yeah. But what I, you... I could sing now if you'd like me to. No. Uh, that's all right. Are you sure? Okay. We just don't have enough time. Though, <laughs> to the, do sad, the sad thing about the nice woman that said that, she was deaf. Oh. <laughs> well, we we sort of are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's why Calvin was saying. It sounded good to me. Uh, uh, but well, anyway. One thing on the uh, plants that bloom one day, when we were talking about Doratas and Brumatias, uh, Neil says, all of these plants are poisonous. Every piece of them are poisonous. Of, of Brumatia and Dorata. Said, oh, wow. Yeah. And the deer won't touch them. Huh. In fact, the 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 lady uh, came up and was fussing about Calvin's article where he said that eat eat iris wouldn't eat iris, oh. and they were they were they were eating iris they were eating iris in her yard the deer were, and uh, she said, "Where is Calvin?" I said, "He's right out there. The road there, road there, road there." I said, "See the guy? Go get him." <laughs> And I said, what don't the deer? Jerry's always been very loyal. <laughs> yeah, very supportive. If people yeah. wanted to talk to you, he hey. sends them right over. <laughs> and, uh, Especially uh, if, he, if he's checked and it's going to be a complaint. Yeah, they, then he walks them over. Well, let me show you where he is. Come follow me. I'll show you. Uh, but anyway, uh, 
I asked her what don't the deer eat, and she said they will not touch uh, uh, Radzia. Oh. Angel trumpet, people call it. Yeah. And Neil says, uh, although so uh, so are many of our common landscaping plants, such as hollies, oaks, daffodils, tulips, and azaleas. He says they're poisonous, too. Wow, they'll eat tulips like crazy. Yeah. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, then another plant he listed was uh, morning glories. And uh, I'm always amazed, especially in the fall. This little morning glories seem to really, I guess they've, they've taken, gone across country and uh, up, up fences and everything is. And they, are, uh, they bloom late summer until frost. And... Uh, <laughs> Neil says they're easily grown from seed, which you can see all along the side of the road, everything is. Uh, they're annual vines, uh, so you will need to pl- replant each year. Not the na- not the wild one. Uh, they replant themselves. And then another one uh, that he lists is hybrid purslane. The, the purslane we sell here is purslane and our moss rose. And um, everybody knows that those things close at night, close in the evening. Now, there's, they're developing those flowers to stay open longer in a variety called sundial. Well, even, even the moss roses we had here, or still have here at uh, Millburgers, they do a, a, a much better job of staying open than yeah. the ones oh, in the wow. past, yeah. Because, uh, you know. I think moss roses stay open longer than personally. Yeah. Hey, I have a weird question for you on Morning Glory. No! I know. That's really? Why, that's why they have me on the advisory board. that, Calvin? Did you hear what he said? I didn't hear anything. <laughs> so what? would Morning Glory be burning, b- blooming now? They well, have, they're they're some... little, and they'd be a vine. Oh. It'd be a vine. Now, okay. well, well, morning glory is a few are blooming, but they're not okay, then taking I got... over. I was thinking of the ones that are growing up on uh, oh, yeah. peach trees. And we things. have <laughs> someone that's got a fence, and I thought they were morning glory. And it's a big purplish blue flower, but it's a vine. Okay, but you got lots of choices there. You got the lots of different domestic ones, and then. Then you've got the the weed, which is uh, unbelievable. Yeah, aggressive. Yeah. But but the, but none of those would be blooming now. No, yeah, the, the the weed the weed has got a few, a few blooms. Okay, I'll take a picture of it. The the, the purple bloom is it, it big? You said. Yeah, it's uh, maybe the size of a tennis ball. Okay. Oh wow! Uh, does it have a a funny? Have you been close to the bloom? No, I need to get close. And it's on a vine. It's definitely vining, yeah. Almost might be a passion vine. That's what I was thinking. Oh, it passion is. vine's got kind of the the cage. It's a tubular like bloom though, which I th- oh, no. I thought was morning glory. Yeah, no tubular. I'm taking a picture. That's okay. We could spend the rest <laughs> of the show talking about. I'll have to get up close. It's it's going to be tricky if I'm not here next week. That's what okay. Happened. I'm not sure they don't they, eat it. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot the whole point of this was that there was poison. And then the last one he lists is mallow. Uh, oh. Uh, hybrid. Uh, mallow uh, hibiscus? Perennial hibiscus. 
Uh, also, he's got one, he called it hardy hibiscus. I call it perennial hibiscus. Uh, huge flowers ranging from 5 to 10 inches in diameter. You know what more grande is? Hibiscus. 12 to 14. Wow. My flame. But are, is it gotten any different? Weren't you saying last year it was hard to find the Moy Grande? Trace brought some in. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it's, it's uh, the one I recommend most is one called Flare. Flare. Yeah. Same. Which Calvin says is red, and I say is hot pink. Yeah, it's kind of a fuchsia. But I'm thinking. Well, but there's a, some variation, too. Oh, are think. there? Yeah, but I'm thinking Calvin got red Flare. Gosh, we, we developed a red flare. Whatever, whatever it is, it's a blooming machine. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's blooming now. Oh yeah. Oh, they're man. practically sterile. They don't, they don't make seeds. They so don't they make seeds. Just so, concentrate on blooms. Yeah. So the ones that I have that haven't come back yet probably aren't coming back yet. Probably not. That was the. They was come, the, they come back when the soil warms up. My, my little uh, bush morning glory is just a twig too. It came up and it's got leaves, but it's not blooming. Bush morning glory? Yeah, and that the perennial morning. Yeah. Yeah, but it's I'll have to take a picture of it. It's how tall is it? Uh maybe five feet. Oh, it's five feet tall? Okay, yeah. it'll bloom later. Okay, good. It's gonna be all right. Okay. Phew. I was trying to say if you kill Bush Morning Glory <laughs> We're gonna... We can't really help you. <laughs> Do I get into the Hall of Fame as a uh... <laughs> Yeah. But uh I don't know I don't think They've gotten the perennial hibiscus in yet. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, and we were, the one I like the best is Flare. And like Calvin says, it's a blooming machine and it's a smaller plant than more oh, grindy. Oh, okay. Than more grindy. Well, small is a relative thing. I mean, it's <laughs> seven feet tall, eight yeah. feet tall. Dorothy gave me it. Did you? Oh, that was nice. Like a cutting that she... Uh, no, that's a plant and a container. And, nice. And uh, and she gave it to you as a flare? Well, I, I don't remember the... Name? Yeah, because uh, over the last few years, Dorothy's given quite a few plants away. Oh, okay. We got to go. Oh. Go. I know. I saw that. And I made it. Yay. <laughs> it's an, it, it, We all get excited. Al, thanks for doing a great job back at the station. And, of course, we want to thank our listeners for listening. Uh, on behalf of the docs, join us next week.